Hey Jack, guess what? What? We have a sponsor. Oh yeah, the Orange Theatre Company. They've been entertaining the central west of New South Wales in Australia for over 45 years. Musicals, plays, concerts and workshops, they really cater for all. Check out the Orange Theatre Company's website and socials for more information on their 2021 season. They just get it right, the orchestra, the talent on stage, the audiences love it. You can't go wrong with an OTC production. And you go out the door thinking, I want to see that again. I go out the door watching you in an OTC show and I go, I want to see that again. Oh, stop it, will you? I think exactly the same about you. Oh, gosh, you're such a charmer. Thanks, mate. Anytime. Welcome to Behind the Curtain. Please refrain from singing in the rain, stepping in time, and learning your lines out loud during this podcast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Jackie boy, how are you, mate? George, I'm very well, and how are you, my friend? I am so, so well. We were discussing off the air. This is a bit of a different one to kick off this week's episode. I don't know how to cook rice. Oh, well, we've got to start somewhere. Fill the listeners in on what happened, because it's definitely an experience that, you know, fill us in. It's very, it's just weird. I put the rice into the rice cooker, and... Step one, step one, yes. Added a bit of water, did what I needed to do. I think I did the right things. And I had a bit of a taste of it and I thought, yeah, this is pretty good. A bit dry. And and how did you wake up the next morning? I woke up the next morning in immense pain. Ooh, why? Because I think the rice was undercooked and it kind of bloated in my stomach overnight. So do you think we should call that to the MasterChef producers and see if they've got a position going or what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> no, look. If there is a no. sh- if there if there is a show for somebody who is an expert at you know food poisoning themselves, I reckon that could be a show. We we can make it. We can make that happen. You know, let's Surely. just make it ourselves. Because honestly, right. I think I'm a perfect candidate. This is like the fourth time I've like poisoned myself with food without actually so, deliberately meaning to. So coming soon to your screens on Channel Ten or. You know, <laughs> a behind the a, the behind the curtain special behind the kitchen. Stay tuned. Behind the kitchen, that's right. We've had all sorts of things. Behind the kitchen is the new thing. But George, we have a very very special guest today, and one of your closest friends. Would you like to inter- introduce them to the listeners? Yeah, absolutely. Her name is Emily Hayes, and, and Jack. We, we were discussing on the podcast that we are absolutely shocking at doing makeup. Mm. We have no idea whatsoever what we are doing. No idea, and yes, we need a lot of help, and we found it, I think. Hopefully, I think we have. Emily, how are you? I'm good, thanks, guys. I don't know how much I can help you with the rice situation, but I can probably help you with the <laughs> <laughs> well, You've got a rice cooker, don't you? I do, and um, it works, I suppose. I've never poisoned oh, well. myself, so I think I'm, I'm doing okay for myself. Well, you're one step ahead of George anyway. <laughs> <laughs> 
How long oh, do no, you... as perfect as he says he is. Isn't he? <laughs> True. Oh! I, I, came out, I came out in one of the episodes and said that I am not as perfect as I say I am. So... <laughs> That's just what he says anyway. Fine, People can't yeah, keep running with that. At least you admitted it. I, I admit that I'm not perfect. It was hard. It was hard too, but I admit it. <laughs> now, Emily, going back to where it all started for you, particularly with the interest in musical theatre, how did it all start for you? Well, um, you guys, you said it started in choir for you, right? Yes. Well, for me, I started yeah. just, a, just a little bit younger. It actually started for me in utero. Ooh. Yeah, um, yeah. My mum, it uh, would used to tell a story of of like when she was performing. Um, she was pregnant with me at the time, and she was performing in her local theatre group at a pub, and she had to play a drunkard, and be drinking alcohol free wine, obviously because she's pregnant. <laughs> and she said that like, I know it's amazing because you know my mum, George. So <laughs> you can imagine Cass doing this. Oh no, I'm just and, um, I'm just surprised that she was having non alcoholic wine at the time. <laughs> Well, non-alcoholic beer. She's pregnant. She can't drink the alcohol. Oh, <laughs> true. True that. And, yeah, I think that's honestly where it all began. <laughs> it was bred into me. <laughs> Amazing. So I guess you could say that you've had a lot of influences from your family. How about your dad? I've, I've had a beer with your dad and he doesn't strike me as a theatrical bloke. Look, he's not very theatrical per se, but he does love his music. He does love his ACDC, his Led Zeppelin. He has those kind of vibes. He's... He loves them. Um, I don't know if you've heard of the band called The Beards. I think his favourite song is um, If Your Dad Hasn't Got a Beard, You've Got Two Mums. I think that's his favourite song. That's a good one. <laughs> Give it a listen. Yeah, that's a bit different. In post-production, yeah. in post-production, we'll put it in and we'll pretend like Jack yeah. and I know exactly Amazing. what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, so basically um, I grew up watching The Wizard of Oz, Annie, Chitty Chitty Bang oh. Bang, all the Disney's. Amazing. Wow. Um, and I started dance when I was very young. And then I actually got to play a munchkin in our dance recital of The Wizard of Oz, Ooh. which was exciting. I got to give Dorothy a flower. That was, that was nice. my starring role. <laughs> awesome. And, and now, Emily, you went to university and you studied theatre media. What was that like for you? Oh, I loved theatre media. Um, people always say, um, oh, TM, so crazy. 100% agree. <laughs> we are pretty crazy. Um, I agree. But yeah, it was lots of fun to actually study I don't know um just theater as an art and not just like not just acting because you get to study all aspects of theater like I got to do a lot of backstage work I got to direct I got to perform obviously um I got to design I got to do everything because I wasn't really sure what industry of theater I wanted to go in and yeah through that I discovered special effects makeup and I'm like this is this is this is fun I can do this I guess a lot of people of our age sometimes can be pushed into a university degree that they don't necessarily want to be doing. So what was that like actually going in day in and day out, knowing that you're walking into something that is going to be creative, that is going to be, it's going to be a bit of fun? It was the best. I, I loved pretty much every class, although it is stressful because you know how shows can get stressful and instead of exams, we'd put on performances and they were our exams per se. So we'd be, um, we'd be marked on our performance or our directing choices or how the show came together as a whole and things like that. So yeah, we didn't have exams, which is a plus, but we were putting on at least four shows a year. So that was a bit stressful as well. Now, Emily, what type of shows were you doing through your, your media or your theatre media course, I should say? Um, well, well, it depends because um, we have lots of different 
obviously lots of different people coming from lots of different places. So everyone has their own ideas. We did, um, I don't know if you guys have heard of Chappelle Chappelle. That was a theatre media Ooh, production. Yeah. yeah. I, um, for my major work, I actually did an outdoor performance, which was um, the opening and closing ceremony for Sprung Festival of Creativity. So I directed a huge cast of fire twirlers, dancers, percussionists, um, large scale puppeteers in this amazing opening ceremony for the festival, which was awesome. Now, I've got to direct our listeners to your TikTok page, which is a little bit hard to Ooh. kind of say the handle because it's got a million different letters in there. I'll leave that Sorry. to you. That's okay. okay. <laughs> but uh, you showcase your, I guess you combine your makeup skills and your singing skills, put it together and create these amazing, amazing videos. Can you tell us a, a bit more about that? Oh, well, thank you. Well, a lot of the makeup ones I do on there are just ideas that come to me and I'm like, how can I film this creatively to make it more enticing to watch? Because, I mean, sitting in front of a camera for a few hours just putting on makeup isn't very enticing. So I like to put it to a bit of music, do some fun transitions and things like that. Um, but the other thing I've been doing lately is, um, I know the listeners probably can't tell, but I'm actually a plus-size woman. So lately I've been doing a series on my TikTok, which is... Um, singing my dream roles that I'd never get cast in because I'm in fact plus size. So that's been really interesting. Now, Emily, you actually got to go and travel overseas. You went to Hong Kong where you got to participate in the World Stage Design Festival where you became fascinated with special effects and makeup, like you said earlier. Is that really sort of where the makeup idea sort of came in for you? Um, absolutely. So that was probably the catalyst, probably the thing that sparked my um, interest in it because when we went to the World Stage Design Festival, people can look this up if they want more information. Um, it's on every year. I don't think it was on last year because of COVID-19, but it's a massive festival of creativity where um, you don't get to see performances per se, but you more look at um, the design. So you more look at lighting design or sound design, costume design, makeup design, which was amazing. And um, one of the ones that really inspired me was um, someone was using the combination of masks and kabuki makeup. I don't know if you've heard of kabuki makeup. It's like a Japanese form of makeup that's mainly black and white and it's very expressive and very artistic, which is beautiful. But um, the next step for me actually jumping into special effects makeup was when in one of our um, Bathurst Arts Theatrical Society, which is a, which is a, oh, what's the word for it? which is a company in the in CSU, which is a club that they that they have where they do put on performances every year. Um, I auditioned for it. I didn't get a part, but the director was like, hey, Em, we need someone to do makeup and we know you're good at it. Do you want to turn people into some zombies? And I'm like, I'll give it a red hot go. <laughs> Why, and, not? Um, Why not? Yeah, yeah. I did a lot of research into like the use of like liquid latex and light and gore and all the fun stuff and I loved it I just got so mm -hmm. fascinated with it and I just kept going and like it's amazing like how one like I guess not really failure but like something that disappoints you a little bit because you can get something can turn into a different passion completely. Emily I remember watching behind the scenes of uh, The Wizard of Oz the movie when I was yeah. younger and I was always fascinated also with the way that they would apply the Tin Man makeup and how they would mm. put on, you know, a Hessian, uh, you know, a Hessian outfit slash mask for the scarecrow and all of these, you know, how they did the yeah. witch's makeup. And I found myself 
incredibly inspired by that side of things. I know it's early days for you and you know, you're not just starting out, but you have got a lot of experience in what you're doing. Is this something that you'd like to do professionally? I'd love to do it professionally. At the moment, it's not really in the ballpark for me because of COVID and because, I don't know, everything's kind of shut down at the moment. But, like, my absolute dream would be to work on shows like Saturday Night Live and get to do that stuff every night and things like that. Or on Broadway, getting to paint Elphaba or something <laughs> exciting. Mm. Did you know, George, that um, Buddy Ebsen, who played the original Tin Men, was actually allergic to the aluminium dust that they put on him to turn him silver? Oh, I know. I remember yeah. that part. That's crazy. How on yeah. a, didn't he, he? He suffered pretty badly from that as well, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. He had like trouble breathing and he had cramps and he had like a severe allergic reaction. It's insane. Gosh. Well, Jack How played. Much did he make? What would you do with that? I don't know. Jack, I don't know. <laughs> Jack played. You played the scarecrow in a production, didn't you? I did, but we didn't have the full makeup kit and caboodle. But with the the make the face paint out, that that was enough for me. Just the sweat and that he got from what was like whoa. But like by interval, I was just like. It's so hot in this costume. What's going on? <laughs> what? And it is. And that's why, like, makeup artists have to be really careful that the actors don't actually sweat their makeup off. Yeah. Needed Emily on that production, Jack. Oh, definitely. Definitely. But, but Emily, why makeup? Like, especially with musical theatre, they're singing, dancing, acting, all sorts of things. But why makeup for you? Do you is it something that you obviously find you're happy doing, you something you enjoy doing? But what, why particularly makeup, do you think? Well, like singing, dancing and acting and all that stuff, it's a creative outlet. Like mm. I can be, I can look completely different one day to another. I can have my blue eyeshadow on today, but I could be wearing black lipstick tomorrow. I could, it depends yeah. on your mood. You can change it up. But also I'm not the best singer, dancer, actor. So I want to be better at something. So this was kind of my forte is makeup. Yeah, definitely. I'd like to point the listeners in the direction and we'll put the link in the description of this podcast or this episode, but there was a wonderful film made, uh, was it early this year? No, it was late last year. It was the Wonderland short film, Emily. Tell us about yeah. your involvement with that. So um, the director, Sam English, actually approached me when I was a member of Bathurst Theatre Company um, asking if I can just assist him in making some of the props for it. And I'm like, yeah, of course, I've got nothing to do. It's COVID. Let's go for it. Um, and I offhandedly said to him during one of those things, I'm like, hey, I really enjoy makeup. If you need any help with the makeup side of this um, production, I'd love to step in. And he's like, yeah, no, of course, I don't have anyone put down for it yet. Yeah, full reign. So um, I sat out in the sun for a few hours getting sunburned, painstakingly trying to apply some metal whiskers I'd made for George to turn him into the white rabbit with liquid latex. And that was a lot of fun, as well as painting lots of other char colourful characters. It was, it was a great time. And I'm sure we can um, upload a photo of George looking like the white rabbit. Okay. Why not? <laughs> yeah. I've said it now. It's got to happen. Just for you, just for you, Emily, because it was your Thank makeup. You. Yeah. <laughs> Emily, I actually haven't asked many of our guests this question, but you've had a bit of a connection with George through theatre stuff before. What do you think of him? What do you think of him? Is there some things you can reveal to us about George and what he's really like, or is there a different side of George you haven't seen before? Or what do you think? Well, we've revealed that he isn't so perfect, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> true. True. 
No, he's he's honestly actually lovely in person. Um, I've never had any. Yeah, yeah. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. As as he's 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 a sweetheart, and honestly, every time I've worked with him, it's been a lovely experience. He's also very fun to get drunk with. I would say. You know what? Can you give us a story? Or no, no. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Come on. Okay, well, um, the Cinderella, well, not the Cinderella, sorry, the um, Alice in Wonderland, we had a little bit of an after party and um, George, myself and a friend of ours, Max, got a bit too drunk and we ended up in all in a two-person hammock, the three of us, just belting out show tunes. It was a great time. Yes. <laughs> that was actually a lot of fun. And you know what? That is <laughs> the only way to uh, get drunk, I reckon, if, if you... Have a few. You end up in a two-person hammock singing some show tunes, uh, creating memories. So, what, Jack, we need wow. a, that can be an episode for us in the future. We'll do something like that. <laughs> That's right. We'll make it work. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Emily, let's speak about the theatre culture in the central west of New South Wales because, to be honest, it's quite strong, isn't it? Oh, it's beautiful. Um, I recently joined a theatre company called Bathurst Theatre Company, who I absolutely adore and love. They're like my second family. Um, they, uh, they're they a theatre company based here in the Central West in Bathurst and um, they offer lots of different types of theatre. They're not, they're not just like for musicals. They're not just for acting. They do radio plays and short films and all this other stuff, people can come in and approach them and be like, hey, I have a script, but I don't have a director. And they'll be like, well, we'll find someone for you, a part of the community to help you. And it's great fun. Um, I was involved in a travelling murder mystery show with them called Lair of the Werewolf, and that was so much fun. It was dinner theatre. We travelled all around the Central West. We travelled out to Mudgee and um, uh, Canoundra and all these different places, and we did this murder mystery show, which was very audience interactive and lots of fun. <laughs> so, yeah. And um, recently I've been involved in one of their short films, which is soon to air, so keep your eyes peeled for that one, guys. <laughs> now, Emily, what, have you had a, a highlight? Have you gone to a show in Sydney or Melbourne and thought, I want to be part of that show? Is there been something like that that's really stood out to you, do you think? Well, my first professional show that I saw was Wicked, and I have seen it five times since. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get over how amazing it was. It's like I, because I'm I'm very much involved in backstage, and I did theatre media, so I know how backstage aspects work. I was so blown away by the practical effects used in that show. It's insane, and um, I've also seen The Lion King. That was phenomenal. Mm. Obviously, the makeup in that is insane, by the way, <laughs> <laughs> and the headpieces. Oh, it's, it's all beautiful. I, I honestly admire people that can get up on the stage and do that every single day and the people behind the scenes who work to get it done every single day as well i know how hard it is and it's and it's it's inspiring well emily look it's really wonderful to be able to speak to you about your early stages of your career but it's going to be even greater (laughs) in the future where Mm. we're going to be able to go hey we spoke to emily we know emily she is working on these amazing productions (laughs) with her awesome makeup skills you can check her out on broadway (laughs) broadway and uh wherever you the west end the west oh the west you're coming out with all the big Mm. guns i have no doubts but that was a major reason we wanted to talk to you to claim that we actually know you (laughs) for in the future thank you (laughs) and then secondly was we need some tips on how to apply makeup 
Oh, do you now? Well, not just for us, but also for our listeners as well. Well, well um, exactly. it depends. Are we going for like an everyday natural look or are we going for stage makeup? What are we doing? Well, let's, let's do both. Let's do everyday sort of makeup first and then doing like our stage makeup. So what are your tips? So the actual main difference between everyday makeup and stage makeup is stage makeup just is a lot heavier and because it has to be seen from afar and is slightly more colourful because the lights wash you out on stage. So that's why it has to be a bit heavier, a bit more colourful and things like that as well. Um, for everyday makeup, it's completely up to the artist's discretion, like whatever you want to do to your face. Like there's no rules in makeup. Put whatever you want on your face. Go out there as a sparkling tin man in the middle of the day. Go for it. Like It's, it's honestly, um, I... And filming this in a room that I've dedicated entirely to makeup. That's how much I <laughs> I love the creativity behind it. Um, this is my makeup room. It's just like George's bedroom, really. <laughs> <laughs> Which bedroom? Because in different podcasts I do, the bedroom has different meanings. Yeah, you get to specify. <laughs> <laughs> or, well, it's not, it's not the kitchen. We all know that now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, yeah. As far as stage makeup goes, it, um, it also depends on the show and what the director wants. But if you're going for, like, basic stage makeup, nothing that's overly um, extravagant, like, say, you're performing in the Book of Mormon and um, you're one of the, one of the elders, um, what you want to do is just um, enhance and define your features you already have. So you'd probably go with a foundation to even out your skin tone, make sure it matches your skin tone. So you don't look like you're wearing a mask. <laughs> That's always a good idea. Um, concealer, you cover any spots or imperfections. We all know George is perfect, so he doesn't have to worry about that. Exactly right. Um, exactly yeah. right. I was, I was waiting yeah. for that comment. <laughs> I'm all good. Um, perfect skin. You probably here. do. I highly recommend everyone do a translucent powder to make sure you're not sweating, breaking up the makeup. You're not shining or any sort of way like that. Um, Contour is great. You can change the shape of your face depending on where you apply shadows and highlights. So a lot of people do it on their cheekbones and on their jawline to define those features. Um, I do it around my forehead because I have a nine head, um, things like that. <laughs> people make their noses smaller. Like it's, it's contour is a beautiful thing. <laughs> um, blush, add a bit of colour into your face because obviously those lights will, will um, make your skin look really patchy and pale so you need a bit of color on there um our brow pencil is always good to make sure you don't uh have any sparsity in your brows to make sure because that's where a lot of your expression comes from is your eyebrows so you got to make sure that they're defined so the back row can see them as well as the front row um honestly a natural colored lipstick is always good even if you're a guy because of Obviously, if you're putting foundation on, a lot of the time it gets on your lips, so your lips don't have any colour. So if you've got a natural mm. lipstick, that's great. Um, then probably sometimes an eyeliner, but most of the time just mascara to make sure your eyes are seen and they're nice and big and bright because that's where your expression is. And finally, and most importantly, a setting spray because you don't want to sweat it all off when you're dancing on stage. <laughs> there you go. I've never, ever, mm. I've done like 17 shows and never used a setting spray. Either of us. Stay on by the end of the night? No. I've always wondered yeah. why. <laughs> well, it's partially still on. Partially. But it's like multicolored. Completely different to the, yeah, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> you 
could end up being a Tim man. Yeah. Pretty, <laughs> pretty, <laughs> okay. So when you look at Jack and I, I mean, you've seen me in person. You've you've been in the presence of this greatness over here. Um, I've oh. tried your makeup before. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've actually done my makeup. So yeah. you look at my face. Like, what what is the? And then we'll go to Jack. But what is the actual tone color? Of, of my face because I'm very white I'm, I'm a redhead I've got whiteness going on what is the colour of foundation we use for this well it depends on what brand of foundation you use every foundation has like its own colour code and things like that it's, it's better to go to a place that sells makeup and be like hey can you match me to a foundation kind of thing because I have some foundations that are called porcelain and I have other foundations that are called almonds like it, it, it usually depends on on the product or on the person or where you're getting it matched, it's always best to match to your neck or your jawline so it doesn't look like you're wearing a mask and your face and your neck aren't completely different colours. That's always the biggest tip I can do. So I can't actually tell you what colours you are just over Zoom, but I'm sure if you popped around, I could match you up to one of mine. <laughs> well, well, Jack... Yeah, just make the, trip back to, make the trip back to Bathurst. You know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, well, to give you an idea, Jack is sort of a um, think of like David Hasselhoff tanned kind of. Uh, <laughs> oh, <settle laughs> He's a runner. I saw your photo today, Jack. You look like the Hoff running, running in the distance. Oh, please! Yeah. Like what on Baywatch? <laughs> Baywatch. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm more of a Zac Efron actually. Oh, right, eh? That's probably the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Oh, re- oh come on! I've said nicer. <laughs> Emily, there's a lot of people out there who want to become part of musical theatre, but they don't want to be on stage. They don't want to be singing, dancing, acting. They want to do a lot of stuff behind the scenes, especially someone like you who does all the makeup or it could be lighting. It could be the sound as well. What's your message for those people who just want to give it a go? Honestly, jump in and get involved with your local theatre company. That's that's honestly the best advice I can give. There's always people there willing to teach. There's always people there willing to try new things, give anyone a go. Um, I know BTC, I jumped in and now I'm a social media manager of the page. Like I've never done anything like that, but like I'd, I love to help as much as I can. So just jump into your local theatre company, put your hand up and say, hey, I'd like to give this a go. And like, it'd be amazing what you can learn. It's amazing. Emily, thank you so much for your time on Behind the Curtain. We really appreciate mm. it and all the best for your future. I honestly do mean it. I think we'll be sitting in the audience going, hey, that makeup on the Tin Man looks immense. And then we'll look in the program and it'll say, Emily Hayes is in charge of this greatness. And then oh, we know why. Thank you so much, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but Emily, is there a place where people can reach you and follow your journey? Um, well, my Instagram handle is at it's underscore Emily underscore XOXO. <laughs> and um, if you want to follow my TikTok, it's at it's dot M dot XOXO. <laughs> there you go. A few X's, a few O's. We'll pop it into our mm. description. Emily, thank you so much. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for listening to Behind the Curtain. Be sure to give the boys a rating and review and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at behindthecurtain.podcast. Talk soon.